0: Welcome to Faith Fondue, a podcast featuring author and speaker Haley DeMaria and teacher and blogger Ann Strickers. Faith Fondue will feature a melting pot of topics ignited by a flame, our faith, and guided by the Holy Spirit. It's the week of January 30th, 2022. This is the beginning of season three, episode one. Ann, it's been a while since we've connected. How are you? What's up? And what is burning in the flame for you this week?
1: Hi, Haley. Uh, Yes, happy 2022. This is our first recording of the year. So welcome back and welcome back to our listeners. Thanks for your support. These last two seasons, we figured new year, why not new, new season? So episode one. Okay, Haley, I went to the grocery store this morning after mass. This is a ritual I enjoy when there is an NFL football game, especially one of magnitude. You really see the, we call them here the 49er faithful. People are in their red and gold. They're buying chips and salsa. This one man bought a football balloon, you know, with 49ers. I just thought it was so great. People are getting lots of unhealthy snacks, but also lots of, you know, other types of food, frozen pizzas, whatnot. And there's just an energy. There's a vibe. So that game takes place. That's the late game today, 3:30 west coast 630 east coast the san francisco 49ers are 6-0 against the los angeles rams in sofi stadium which is where the super bowl will also take place so we're really excited
0: oh i bet so of course when our listeners are listening to this um the game will be over so hopefully we'll still be talking about the 49ers being in it uh you yes. Know, the
1: past, yes, yes, yes
0: the past couple weeks have um You know, it was like a really dull football weekend and then a really exciting football weekend. I thought the first, the Wild Card weekend games were blowouts. At least that's my recollection of them. And then last weekend, all four of the games came down to the very end. And there were certainly some controversy here and there or whatnot. But it's just interesting how it always seems to happen all on one weekend, right? Either all the games were bad and all the games are good. And I'm not even sure what makes a good or a bad game. If you're on the winning team, you know, the winning side of a blowout that that's probably a good game, but it's been,
1: I like that question. I, yeah, I, my, that's a preference, you know, a good game is, you know, a good contest for, for me, for my dad, it's the blowout. Absolutely. Right.
0: Well, we all love a blowout if we're on the right side of it, you know, we certainly could go back even further in the month and talk about Notre Dame's bowl game and that was a good game unless yes. you're a Notre Dame fan and we certainly had the conversation in our house of course Notre Dame was had a large lead and then um lost the lead lost the game it, it's a yeah. brutal way to lose a football game and you know Notre Dame has been blown out in so many bowl games is it better to just get blown out is it better to not to just not be the better team, I would argue Notre Dame was the better team. Obviously, we weren't because we lost. So you're right. It's a great question. What makes a good game? Uh, any game you win, I think, is a good game. But it's also there. There. There are no style points, right? It. It just being in yeah. a contest is nah. not always a good consequence. But nah. it's been fun to watch football this month. Yeah, it is America's well, and game. I think
1: that's why. You know, as a Niner fan, it's been exceptionally fun because it is a matter of perspective. The game, you know, the NFL added an extra game this year. And so that last week was not exciting for a lot of folks. Again, unless you're a Niner fan, because it was a great game and they played the Rams and they won late in the game. It was 17-3 at the half. They came back and won. That next weekend, they won it again. This team was 3-5. and five, And... It's when you when your expectations are low and you play above yourself and things come together at the right time. It's really exciting and um, so we go into this NFC Championship pretty grateful, pretty excited. I mean, you want that Super Bowl. I don't know. We'll see. It is. I was at a basketball game yesterday. University of San Francisco versus Santa Clara, and there was 15 straight possessions by both teams where both teams scored. It was awesome. I mean, each team neither team stopped the run. Both teams made their baskets, but they were very exciting and it was great ball. To me, that's a great game. I just think as a sports fan, you have to say that. But. I
0: think so too. Yeah, I, I think so I too. You. There's so much emotion that goes into it, and it is a yes. fun time. And you know, certainly as the as the Super Bowl rolls around, we can start to, we can talk a little bit about the food aspect. It's such an American thing to focus on the food that we eat for better or worse, we do, but it is, uh-huh. it is fun. You're right. We walk, I walk into my grocery store here and there are the balloons and there are the cupcakes that have the certain team logos on them oh,
1: yeah. sure. with Ravens purple, right? Although not <laughs> right funny. now, of course, People. there's no Ravens yes. there, but, yeah. but it is a well, fun Well, I've
0: time. been
1: watching this game at a friend's house and I've made a butter cake. So speaking of food and the candy corn and you I've, I feel, Haley, like you might actually really love this butter cake. And I've found it to be universally and culturally beloved. It's basically butter, eggs, sugar, and it's in a cake. And I've made it the last two weekends. Now, both versions of the cake have been very ugly. That's what's significant about this cake. The first one was on bud cake and absorb all the butter glaze And no joke, the butter is on my front seat right now. I need to have my car detailed. It is, like, disgusting. (laughs) Okay. So I was afraid that it was going to be too dry. I was embarrassed of my cake. It looked, you know, sloppy. People loved it. Last weekend, I made the ooey-gooey butter cake. A southern recipe, apparently. And I made it at my parents' house and drove to my friend's house for the game. Well, in the car, once again... The cake didn't like go on the seat, but this time it just slid in the box. So like the weight of the cake all went to one side. So, so much so that when I cut it, it looked terrible. And I was embarrassed and I put it out and somebody was in the kitchen and this woman um, loves butter cake and she started to eat it. And I don't know why she did other than I appreciate that she gave it a shot. And she said, this is the best butter cake I've ever had. And everybody there then partook of the ugly butter cake and it was a game winner. So I have been tasked with bringing yet another butter cake today now part of me wants it to be ugly because i don't know if that's part of the the love of the you know it's made with love so we can say that's a good ingredient
0: i think you just need to change the name of it to ugly butter cake and then the expectation (laughs) is that it's not going to be attractive but you might have to send me a picture of it so let me know how it turns (laughs) out i'd love to see what it looks like
1: but can someone make something like intentionally would a baker ever make something to be ugly? Like, well, that it depends. It's like human error, but what's right? your
0: definition? What's your definition of ugly, right? Did it just not turn out perfect? Did it look messy? Was it a messy cake? Was it, tr- how was it am curious to just know what makes a cake ugly. You,
1: okay. If you want to know ugly, you cut it and it it doesn't, there's nothing symmetrical about the piece that comes out. Like the goo on the top was like in, it was. So it's a mess. So it's a
0: messy butter cake or it's it's a
1: messy butter cake. And you would be afraid, like if somebody brought it, you would never get this in a restaurant because it would be embarrassing. Like, Maybe, you know, you're in your home and your boys are going to like pick at it. Or, you know, I mean, I took the remnants of the butter cake and put it in a box for the woman that, that really liked it. And I said, here is the remnant of the butter cake. And she said, please don't give this to me. I will eat all of it.
0: I, I would have probably eaten it on the way home. So, and that's probably the best part. The sugar part and the butter part is kind of the stuff that falls off. And I'm, it was probably yes. delicious. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, send so, send a picture. We'll post it. Maybe it'll be our cover photo for our podcast this oh, week. Oh, okay. But only if it turns out ugly. Okay. I don't think we want a picture of a non-ugly ugly butter cake.
1: Okay. Can I just briefly mention one thing that's not ugly in the midst of all of this? So we have the ugly butter cake. The one thing I do want to mention for our listeners um, is Jimmy Garoppolo. He's universally- Not ugly. Appreciated for his handsome- <laughs> tall, dark and handsome, when that like moniker came up, Jimmy Garoppolo was in mind. So just something that's been so fun with this quarterback, again, men and women universally, well, he's not universally loved. In fact, he's actually fairly controversial because he misses a lot of receivers and there's questions about his efficacy, but right now we love him. He's tough, he's done the job, Um, but that wouldn't be without argument. He had a quote after winning a game to Aaron Andrews. He Aaron Andrews said, how does it feel? And he says, feels great, baby. So that became like his slogan, feels great, baby. Everybody says it. It's kind of a well-known statement. My friend on Etsy got a garop pillow.
0: Oh, I've seen that. That's now, amazing. Yes.
1: <laughs> so it's a pillow with Jimmy G on the front and has his arms back, again, the garop pillow. And on one side, it says, feels great, baby. And we had a crab feed on Friday night. My friend organized a white elephant gift exchange and I was the person with the last number. So anyone familiar with the white gift elephant exchange, I got the final steal. Fortunately, it had only been taken once. I got the garop pillow. Um, I just, I'm gonna say people, in attendance at the crab feed, who did not know us, asked to take photos with the garapillow. The pillow made it onto the dance floor uh, of the crab feed afterwards, so it was a party pleaser.
0: That is great. All right. So if your butter cake is not ugly, then maybe the pillow will be will be our cover exactly. photo for this week. Perfect. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Well, moving on to our spiritual stew. Certainly, football has has dominated this month. The year started off that way with the with the Notre Dame bowl game and then you and I are both football fans in general a lot of basketball going on too. I have been paying more attention to basketball this year just knowing the colleges that my son is interested in, they tend to be more basketball ah. schools. James is also helping out with the men's basketball team at Notre Dame, so it's fun to watch that. I did I do want awesome. to mention because it was a really neat experience. I did attend the Notre Dame men's basketball game against Howard University in Washington D.C. It is the first time a Power 5 school has played against an HBCU at an HBCU. They have played in various forms before, but it was the first time a Power 5 school went there. It was overdeal. Wow. Hmm? Such a neat experience. Yes, I don't I don't know why it took so long for this to happen. Now this game's been 2 years in the making. They were supposed to play last year. They did not because of COVID. They had to. They had to just play games within their conference, but it was the venue from everything from the venue to the music to the dance teams to the true spirit of the game was I think every the best part of sport. And of course, the coaches are friends. They used to coach together. Both the head oh, coach of sure. head okay. coach of Howard University and one of the assistants are longtime colleagues and friends of coach Bray's at Notre Dame. It, it was a good game. If we want to talk about what a good game is, Notre Dame went up, Howard went up. Notre Dame really, you know, went up pretty, pretty, had a large lead in the second half. And then again, Howard came back and Notre Dame ended up winning by three, but Howard threw up a three point shot that hit the rim and very easily could have gone in at the buzzer. So it was an exciting game. It was a good game, but it was so much bigger than just a basketball game. The, yeah. It, of course, they played on Martin Luther King Day. They visited the Martin Luther King Memorial. They spent a lot of time just really, I think, experiencing what that meant to not only Howard University but also you know the players on Notre Dame's team as well. So, again, the best part of sport it's it's not the food as much as we love it. It's 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 getting together. It's community, but it's also bridging. You know, building bridges that perhaps wow. are long overdue or are there and need to be strengthened. Um, but a really neat experience uh, for me and my teammate, for one of my sons, we all went, I hope they do it again. I hope yeah. that it continues. I hope other power five schools do. I, I think yeah. you know, they, they named it, they gave it sort of a name as we all do with, with big games, the MLK classic. And, you know, perhaps it's not always just Notre Dame at Howard university. I would love for it to be Notre Dame at a different HBCU or, just to increase um you know, it was just good basketball and and then again so much more than basketball as well so lots more going on than right. just than just football yeah. this month but really fun I love
1: that I love that you said not only build bridges but strengthen them yes that's such an appropriate yes. way to describe something um because when we do go to another school or a place to see a game you know um yeah, we, we realize the connections people have. So like you said, for Coach Bray or one of his assistants to have these relationships, I mean, that's part of being an athlete and part of being on a team and a school and a community is we come from other places, we go to places, we meet people along the way and we get to celebrate that. So um, sounds like a wonderful experience.
0: It really was. I, um, Again. Did it's... the university promote
1: that that much? I I mean, there's so much I missed. I'm, I only knew about it because of you, Haley. I wish I had- wow. Maybe even blogged about that. I I love it.
0: So so it was on national TV. It was on Fox Sports. They did their live show from there. It was. Great. It's interesting. I don't know how much national coverage it got, or even yeah. through the university. I was so aware of it because they were supposed to play last year, and I was bummed okay. they didn't play last year. So I really followed it. I I think if there. I will send and post some links. There was a great just some great press around it and i meaningful Mm -hmm. press i don't want to say great press because it's not about it's not about the press it's not about the credit you get for doing it but they there's a clip of an interview a post-game interview with the howard university coach and he gets very emotional about what Mm -hmm. coach bray has meant to him and how there's really no other coach who would have played this game and how meaningful that was you know to him personally and to the team it's So I, but even that press I missed, someone had to send that to me. So it was Mm -hmm. out there, but in true Notre Mm -hmm. Dame fashion, I don't think they wanted to promote it to look like they were promoting it.
1: Yeah. So there's
0: kind of a fine line there uh, because to be a really meaningful experience, oftentimes I think it has to look authentic and putting too much press out there perhaps takes away from the authenticity of it and the real motivation behind doing it. Yeah. So I'll look good to point. I'll look to show share some links um, some links yeah. about that. But yeah. I I also attended a swim meet this this month last weekend. I was out in South Bend. Notre Dame yeah. has a swim meet that they've swam in the last several years. It's an invitational. They bring in a bunch of different teams. They renamed it this past year, the Tim Welsh Classic, which was, of course, really neat and meaningful for us. Of course, this is uh, January. So the anniversary of our bus accidents, the first one without my swim coach, which was different. It was, I I, I missed, I've I've missed him since he passed away. I really missed him this month. There are, there's just some things, and and I'll talk about a, a couple of different things here, but- There there are shared experiences that are very hard and very traumatic and very serious and yet can also be very there there's humor in it too. And it's oftentimes Mm -hmm. hard to share that humor with people who don't haven't experienced it with you, right? So if you're at a very serious event like this, it was, you know, it's the 30th anniversary of our bus accident. It was Mass was very solemn. It was beautiful. It was a really nice tribute to my teammates, um, both those who had passed and those who, who lived through it with me, and certainly a tribute to my coach. But there's a lot to laugh about, too. And sometimes it's uncomfortable to laugh in those situations if you aren't with people who really understand how hard it was. So there were some humorous events, comments, text messages I got that I really have always only shared with Tim in the past. And so when I received those or saw those, I really missed having him to share that with. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But that's, um, so I've had to figure out new ways to, to laugh, I guess is, is what I'm trying to say, but I did miss him, but it was a really, it was a, it was a perfect weekend. I don't want to, it's a lot of people have asked me how it went. It's hard to say it was a great weekend, it was it was a perfect weekend for what it was, um, you know, again, mm-hmm. being the 30th anniversary of the bus accident, being the first anniversary without Tim. There were several, there was probably 13 or 14, 15 of us who came back. Interestingly enough, probably half of us weren't, well, half of us were on the bus, half of us weren't. There were a number yes. of Notre Dame swimmers, some of the men uh, who came back, also some of the teammates who had just graduated so they had very good friends who were on the bus but they weren't part of the actual event themselves so that was but it was a really meaningful and hard experience for them because their very good friends and teammates were involved i learned Absolutely. a lot i i really learned a lot which i think always kind of surprises me with this i feel like i know so much about the accident i've lived with it every day for 30 years but I I continue to learn more and and so I'm still processing a lot of that as well. It's not really my favorite time of year. I think January is hard for a lot of people. It's I kind agree. of that, that post holiday funk. Yep.
1: I mm-hmm. don't
0: know if I have a,
1: 31 days.
0: Right, right, right. It's long. It's dark. It's cold. You know, the weather is never good. There's not a whole lot to look forward to. There's a whole host of reasons why January is not a, a favorite month for people. And I don't know if it's any of that for me, if it's all of that for me, but um, February is around the corner and March is beyond that. And I don't like looking forward to things. I tend to live in the moment as best I can. So I'm getting through every day. I think like a lot of people just taking it one day at a time and finding the goodness that I can every morning and just moving forward. Uh, And I don't think I'm I don't think I'm alone there. I hope other people are waking up and just putting one foot in front of the other this month. It can be a tough time for a lot of people.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm just struck by what a profound realization about humor and um, the way it connects people and that, you know, part of grieving or losing someone is that, that space that shared, you know, there's so many things that we share with people and that, that that's a way you've realized you've, you know, you miss your coach, um, but what a grace humor can be. Um, And it's also healing, right? Uh, Obviously. um, For sure. But I'm just really, I'm struck by that. And I'm, and I, I think about any relationship um, for you to talk about the bus accident that you're still learning about it. I think about my parents who say, you know, I've been married to your dad for 52 years and I'm still learning about him. That's my mom. And that same Understanding applies even in this situation. Like there's this relationship to this event in your life um, that you've lived with and that you're still learning about it. And we always say God is a mystery and that there's things that we'll never know. And I don't part of that like statement feels far away, you know. Um, but part of it helps me kind of understand something like this, right? There's things that you will continue to learn as opposed to like, maybe like the unseen, you will never know, but it's more like there's always more to learn. And I think that that's beautiful in a way.
0: Yeah. There, there's always there, more to learn. There is always, there is always more to learn. And I do think that sometimes when we think we know it all or have experienced it all or learned it all is when we aren't open to more and, and, yeah, and that doesn't really help any experience. I don't think, but it no. was really interesting. So we had a memorial mass, and I'm going to move into our spiritual stew because it, it takes place in the mass last week. Monk Beloy said mass for our team. It was the regular fr- Sunday Saturday afternoon, 5 o'clock mass at the Basilica, so it wasn't a special mass for our team, but it was very geared towards the 30th anniversary. And of course, Monk was the president at Notre Dame at the time when it happened, and the homily was very much about his experience and, and what he's seen and, and what it meant to him, and, you know, again, I've, I've known him for a long time, and we've talked about the accident a lot, um, but I still learned more there too. I had the privilege, mm. the, the current team was there, many of my teammates were there. I had the privilege of, of giving this second reading. It was Paul, one of Paul's letters to the Corinthians. And it was so perfect, especially for what I was experiencing, but certainly for just the week in general and what was going on. And it is it, it's a very familiar reading if that many of us will hear, so I don't need to read the whole thing. It's actually very, very long. And it, it was two full pages of the big book that they had up on the altar, which is a lot when you're reading it. And it was a lot of parts. Uh, so it's the reading where it talks about the body. The body is one, though it has many parts and all parts of mm. the body, though many are one body. And it goes through various parts of the body and how you know, just because you're, if you're not an eye, doesn't mean you don't belong to the body or the hand. And, you know, it's not one part's no less than the other, but they are all affected. And one when one part is hurting, the other part hurts because we are all one body. And of course, by the end of the reading, they're relating it to, Paul's relating it to how we are all one part of of Christ. And when one of us is hurting, others are hurting. And that couldn't have been more perfect for what I experienced over the weekend with Teammates that I, I hadn't kept in touch with as well as others, you know, we had a very large team. And so there were some that I spent time with over the weekend and really learned more about their journey over the past 30 years. And it's, of course, very different than mine in terms of their physical healing, but it was very similar to mine in terms of their emotional healing or their emotional journey. And the the reading, again, couldn't have been more timely because it's so true. We are all different parts of this accident and this experience, and we all hurt in our own way, and none of us are going to ever be fine if we're not, because we're all, it's all one, we are all one body. And it's not that, I shouldn't say we aren't going to be fine. Um, When one of us hurts, we're all hurting, I think is what I meant to say. And I just, I experienced that in a very real way and then having this, this Paul's letter to the Corinthians to really reflect on, I get it, it makes sense. I know exactly what he is saying. So um, very appropriate to just to hear that yeah. at this time of year.
1: Yeah, the lived truth of the word. I hear that scripture, Haley, and I think of, you know, one of the ways I've really learned scripture is through music. So I' um, working in a school for a long time you know, high school it's funny certain songs really take to our community and one of the songs is we are one body, one body in Christ mm-hmm. and we do not stand alone and I and I've always loved it and so to hear you speak of you know Paul's letter, I think of that song absolutely and you know as a way to either pray it or honor the message and think of your teammates and you know having yeah, knowing some of those people through our, um, zoom mass liturgy that would have maybe not been students there, but knowing that they were there or part Mm -hmm. of it even personalizes it that much more. So a great, a great maybe passage to pray with, um, this week or, you know, at different times.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, I should, I will pull up and listen to that song because I do, I do love that. That's a good one
1: it's funny cause I had a hangnail last week and I thought this thing is hurting me. So it is so uncomfortable. And I thought, how can something so small cause so much agony, you know? And it's, yeah, it's not like a major organ or, you know, but it is, uh, it's part of the body. Can't right. cut off that finger. Well, and I would
0: imagine that's, that is probably how Jesus feels about us individually, right? We are such a small part of him but my yeah. guess is, if we're hurting, he is too.
1: Yeah, and as a parent, you definitely know that with our children and and yes. whatnot. So, yes. Yeah. Um, so my piece of the spiritual stew it is connected to something that you said earlier about um, with the HBCU, and that a friend shared information. So point number one, thank you to people who do share information, because this past week a friend shared a video. In light of Holocaust Remembrance mm-hmm. Day. So he shared it, it was on PBS News Hour. It was an excellent program on an artist who's basically telling the story of an Englishman who got over 600 children out of Czechoslovakia or out of yeah, Czechoslovakia at the time, I guess. Yeah, out of Prague, and brought them to England. So he the artist is telling the story for a children's book. And My friend said, I didn't know if I should share it with you. I feel like you always know this and I don't, we don't, we we can't know everything to your other point. So I watched the video. It was profound. I shared it with my own students. So thank you friends and family members who know what's important to us, but continue to share information and, you know, we get a lot of emails and messages, but it's it's such a thoughtful gesture, I think, to share anything. But it's related to the is the I wanted to talk about it because we had an interfaith prayer service at school on Thursday, and they read um, Deuteronomy six four, and that is you know the Hebrew scriptures or Old Testament, but it's it's one of the core fundamental passages of scripture for. In Judaism, because it has the Shema, which is the daily prayer of the Jew, hear, um, you know, hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one, which is a prayer you're supposed to say every morning and every evening. So I knew that prayer, but I didn't know that it was in Deuteronomy. Even though I, I, I wouldn't have known that. And then it's just short reading, and I'll share it with people. It's it's beautiful, but part of the passage is to talk about take these take to heart these words, which I command you today, bind them on your arm as a sign and let them be as a pendant on your forehead. And you know, sometimes you hear the scripture and it like illuminates an understanding for you. In my class, I talk about Tefillin, which is um, a prayer ritual that many more Orthodox Jews pray with, but they put the word of God on their forehead and one on their arm. And I like, There it is on your forehead and on your arm. It was in the scripture. So a new understanding for what I've seen. And then as a Christian, we take the Eucharist because it's the word became flesh, right? right? The word is living. And so for Jews, God is the word. They're waiting on the Messiah. But for the Christian, we have the word incarnate in Jesus. Um, So, you know, what does it mean to put Jesus in my forehead to think about, you know, Christ is... And what does it mean to carry him and what I do um, is something that I, I would probably like to pray with this week, but I get to teach about it. So um, looking forward to that. We'll see.
0: Well, all we can do again is is wake up each day and have the best intentions and and move forward and do the best we can. And I'm sure I have no doubt that you will carry forward with that.
1: I hope to. Yeah. Thank you for the reminder. So,
0: so my takeaway for this week is just to, I'm going to try to, I I need to just take some time for myself. I don't know what that looks like, but um, I think a little self-care is needed this week. I, again, have been pulled in, in many different directions and that's okay. I'm happy to do it. I, I, I'm happy to do it. But we can only do it well if we take care of ourselves as well. Um, so listening to... Some spiritual music, uh, praying, and just making sure that I have some quiet time for myself. That's my takeaway this week.
1: Well, I love that because I think one of the more important questions we can ask ourselves is what does self-care look like for you? Right. You know, So just to hear you say it means maybe spiritual music or, you know, for some people it's taking a walk. I'm sure that's true for you or what, you know, what does that look like? And I think, that's a great question. For me, it's having a little time in the morning. I had to talk to my boss about this this week. A little goes a long way. Mm-hmm. So for everybody, because um, yeah, you are a minister, you give a lot to other people, but uh, the, the tank is empty. It's yeah. So what is self-care for you? And I think that's a great question for our listeners. I think that's the takeaway. What does self-care look like? We're in the year of the tiger. We're tw- one month into 2022. And we have a lot of, there's a long way to go. So now let's do it.
0: Now the lunar new year is this upcoming week. So are we moving into the year of the tiger or have we hit it yet?
1: We're moving into the year of the tiger. Moving
0: into the year of the yes. tiger. Okay. So
1: I was born Year of the Tiger. Oh
0: so this is That's like amazing. isn't that like a thing then? Isn't that like Is your, it? I think it is. I don't know what it's I'll look that up. that'll be a good takeaway for me. Okay. Think, what yeah. what does that mean when it is your birth? Animal birth year. I don't even know if I'm yeah. using the right terms, but someone like will correct us, I'm sure. <laughs> when
1: it's your spirit animal, just right that Right.
0: Oh gosh, yeah. Anne. Well, it's nice to reconnect. Um, it's toy. it's yes. good to be back online. Uh, you know, it we have some exciting things coming up in twenty twenty two. I think it's gonna be a good year. Anne and I have been doing some some planning and, and planting some seeds, and hopefully they'll they'll germinate and, and bloom. But um, I think 22, 2022 will be a great year, even if it is off to an interesting start. Uh, maybe not for 49er fans, it's off to it's off to a great start. But uh, I know for so many, this this could be a tough month. It certainly has been a roller coaster for me. So I'm looking forward to flipping the calendar and, uh, moving forward one day at a time. So we, we,
1: it's going to be a great year. Eye of the tiger. Eye of the tiger. I love
0: it. That'll be our theme for the year. Thanks, Anne. Have a great week. You too, Haley.